And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. I'm a creature of habit. I like to have an order to things. We all have routines. We have ways that we like to get up in the morning, things that we like to do that set our day in a certain way. We have certain places we go that we engage with in a certain way. This routine, it's something that gives us a sense of place. It gives us a sense of connection. So what is it about the word ritual that sometimes feels like sandpaper to me? Maybe because the word is so deeply connected to religious practice. I mean, that's even where it lands in the dictionary. But it also has this feeling of something heavy, something obligatory. But I think we've missed the point. The whole point is about connection. And so what if we can reconnect with joy? Because that is where I go in this week's episode. Hey there, everybody. I'm Kathy Brooks, your host for Talk Unleashed, the weekly untethered view of what communication can really look like when we're prepared to be radically honest, radically authentic, and radically compassionate. Conscious communication. It's what I coach. It's what I do. And each week on the podcast, that's what I get to share. Sometimes just my musings and sometimes in conversation with remarkable human beings. And this week, it's about ritual. It's about finding joy. It's about staying connected to the mundane. Because as I've said in a number of episodes lately, and as we know, the world right now feels kind of like a categorical shit show. It feels impossible and perhaps even disrespectful to be doing something normal in a time when so many people are facing such tragedy. But that's the point of ritual. It's the idea that we can stay connected to the thing that makes us human. In Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, this is the point. The point that amidst great chaos and tragedy, it is even more important to hold on to our humanity, to hold on to our connection to what matters. And ritual is a huge part of that. So, like I say every week with the podcast, grab a seat, get comfortable, and listen up. Because this is Talk Unleashed. Ritual. And the language of ritual, it's part of the human condition, really. And I think that a lot of times, at least for me, I hear ritual, I think religious, I think that it's something that's part of dogma, or it's part of some expectation or patriarchal construct. And that actually isn't it at all. There's something comforting around ritual and it could be something as simple as a self-care ritual where I have certain candles or incense that I burn when I draw a bath, certain music that I use, something that soothes. When I was a kid, I grew up outside of Philadelphia and every fall, the trees around the house, maple, oak, and the like, would turn beautiful colors and drop their leaves. And every fall... 
on one weekend or another, I can remember going outside with my dad and raking the leaves into big piles. And we had this, well, for lack of better description, a trash can of sorts. It was this metal mesh container. It was built like a trash can. It looked like a trash can, just it was incredibly porous. It was all mesh and metal. And chunk by chunk, we would load the leaves into this thing and have a controlled burn in the yard, but not before we'd made an enormous pile that I could throw myself into, kind of like diving into a snowbank. And I can sit here and and I can smell what it smelled like. I can feel that crispy, crunchy feeling and sound as I sank into this pile of leaves rustling around, pulling myself out with all manner of sticks and twigs and leaf bits in my hair. I remember laughing a lot. And then that delicious aroma, that smell of the leaves, leaves that were already gone with decay, having gone from green to gold to brown. And that delicious aroma as they burned flames, dark smoke, and then those tendrils of gray that almost seemed to dance. They would just wind upward like snakes, changing shape and dissipating. Meanwhile, that, that smell of the decaying leaves still on the ground, damp and damp earth under the trees, that ritual, that fall ritual of cleanse and release. I mean, mostly it was just to not throw them in the garbage and to get rid of them, but there was something comforting in that time. I don't know when rituals changed and became something that we judged that I judged, seeing people do things and questioning others' rituals when I have ones of my own. When did I start becoming afraid of people whose rituals were different than mine? In the world, wow. I know last week I said that I was going to lighten it up this week, and I am turning the conversation in a new direction because Anybody can look out the window into the world today and see that things are pretty damn busted up. Lots of pain and lots of yeah, but arguments. And so I turn to the thing that gives me solace. I just raked up a big old pile of leaves. I've got the burn pit all set up. And I'm going to burn some leaves this afternoon. I can almost hear my father humming. My dad was notorious for never actually remembering the lyrics to really anything or mixing the lyrics of two different songs together. But he hummed and whistled all the time. There was always something melodic in his movement, which is funny because he was also one of the most methodical people around. That architectural training really did incline him to structuring even the way he cut and arranged the food on his plate. But amidst all that methodical movement was music. It was almost like everything was ritualized in some way. Everything had a purpose, a connection. So back to ritual, the word ritual. It's a word that dates back to the 16th century and is typically utilized around a solemn rite, R-I-T-E, 
related to religion, religious practice. But it can also be viewed as a prescribed action. And a prescription is a recommendation, something that is offered as a means to resolve discomfort, to resolve pain. I like to think of rituals as something that comes from joy. One of the things that I remember from my childhood is that I would go to friends' houses, Jewish friends' houses, who had a ritual around Shabbat on Friday nights where they would light the candles, have challah bread, say the prayers, pray over the wine, and then have a family dinner. This ritual that welcomes in the Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath, 24 hours with no work, connection to family. I have several friends, one of whom, my friend Tiffany Schlein, who is a remarkable filmmaker and artist, that by the listening of this episode, I will have had the great pleasure of seeing her latest art creation, an installation on the mall, the National Mall in Washington, D.C., Dendrofeminology. You know all of those large cross-sections of tree trunks that you see at national parks where they point to a circle, a ring in the tree and say, you know, here's something that happened in history on when this tree was alive. What she noticed was that the history that was represented was a very masculine, control-based, dominant theory timeline of history. And so she chose to create a new tree trunk of feminist history dating back, well, I won't say to the dawn of time, but pretty damn far. It will be installed for four days on the National Mall on the other end of the reflecting pond from the National Monument. The reason Tiffany comes up for me around ritual is the ritual that she enacted with her family a number of years ago, not long after the passing of her father. What she created with her family was a digital free Shabbat, where by sundown on Friday they unplug, and for 24 hours they stay offline, they stay connected, they allow creativity to flow, they connect as a family and with friends. And she's been doing this for a number of years now. And that taking a pause, which is central to ritual in every culture around the world. Every culture, when you trace it far back enough, has some kind of pause or break or reflection built in as a time to connect, to reconnect. The rituals for me, that I know I mocked for a lot of years. I mocked people who still went to church on a Sunday morning or went to synagogue. And I realize now that it's really easy to mock something that gives you discomfort. I couldn't wrap my brain around what it could mean, and I get it now. It doesn't mean I'm going to synagogue every weekend. It does mean that I can honor and respect rituals that exist for such a good reason, like the ritual of fall. As I'm sitting here watching these magnificent trees that I got to see go from bare sticks to a thick green canopy 
completely wrapping around the house, blocking view of the street. You couldn't even see the trunks of the trees. The green was so thick. And watching as those trees and their trunks are revealed again and the trees are tossing their leaves down every time the breeze comes through. This unbelievable tapestry of color. Watching the squirrels scamper around, gathering their stored food for the winter. So ritual. What can that get to mean? What can that get to mean for you? And where, my dear listener, might you put in a little pause in your life? A little pause that can lead to so much more. We did it again. Another episode of Talk Unleashed. It's so great to have you here. And you know what would be even more great if you could scoot over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe even Spotify, and leave a review. Over on Apple, you actually have the chance to say a little bit about the episode. Spotify, just throw some stars on there, hopefully five. It helps us get seen and helps ensure that this conversation and conversations like it keep getting heard by the people who need to hear them. So do us a favor, hop on over and leave a review. And in the category of saying awesome things about awesome people, huge thanks to my producer, John McClain and the team at Monster Sound and Picture. They are just the best. And if you've got ideas or questions or feedback, I read all the email that comes in. So feel free to toss a message to talkunleashed at gmail.com. That's talkunleashed at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, who you want to hear from, all the groovy stuff. And most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening, for being part of the conversation, and for keeping the conversation going. See you next week. Thank you.